It's another. It's another. It's another. Oh my! I I can't curse, Corbin. It's another. <laughs> I've admitted your vocabulary. I'm sorry. It's you really have. This is this is honestly a slight to all New Yorkers everywhere. Welcome to Tech Tales. I'm Corbin Davenport. And I'm Evan Hirsch. And today we're back for part two of our mini-series on the Galaxy Note 7, which was that exploding Samsung phone from a few years ago. And we're gonna we're we're gonna keep talking about it. Yeah. The last episode we did, you should go listen to first if you haven't already. But the first one we talked about how the Galaxy Note 7 came out and everyone loved it. And then almost immediately it started blowing up for people. <laughs> and then yeah. I think almost exactly one month after the official release date, Samsung started the global recall for the phone. Yeah, it was a huge deal at the time, but it seems to have kind of been like, I don't want to say forgotten about, because I don't think anyone's forgotten about it. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. Yeah, this, this all had a very low effect long-term on Samsung's image, it seems like. Yeah. I think in 90% of this story, Samsung did the correct thing. Yeah, they did. And they did it relatively quickly. Like, these big companies, it's, it's, it's surprisingly difficult to communicate issues quickly, especially when you're <laughs> operating multinationally. Exactly. Yeah, so after that recall announcement started, most carriers and retail stores in the United States either offered full refunds or they offered to give their customers a replacement phone until the Note 7 was back in stock. Because at this point, like Samsung said in their recall that like they were working to get a safe version of the Note 7 ready. And they, mm -hmm. the idea was that they would replace all the uh, blowy up phones with the safe phones. So presumably people would only have to wait a couple weeks to get like the phone they wanted back in, in a non catching on fire variant. So while that was going on, there were still lots of explosions happening that we're going to, we're going to keep, keep talking about because they're pretty entertaining and no one dies. So I don't feel bad laughing at some of these because they're fun. Yeah, it's true. So another explosion happened on September 5th of 2016. The real winner of this episode, like the main shout out I want to give is just to local news because mm -hmm. local news organizations cover these very extensively. Like most of these explosions get picked up by whatever ABC or whatever affiliate is in these areas. Um, so there's a lot of details and video and photos and stuff. So in this instance, a man named Nathan Dornature in St. Petersburg, Florida was driving his 2005 Jeep Grand Cherokee back from a garage sale. Like he went to a garage sale, I believe with his wife and they were going back to their house to drop off everything they got. And I think they said they were going to go back out and get more stuff. Um, so just having a blast with garage sales as you do. So they pulled up to their house, they started unloading stuff and Nathan left his Galaxy Note 7 charging in the car. When he came back out from inside the house, he saw the Jeep was on fire and he heard explosions. Holy he, wait. 
<laughs> it, it exploded a f- car? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I, I can't curse, but I forgot in that moment because I'm, I'm in shock. Yeah, so he called 911. Um, they put out the fire. It didn't spread to anything, but it, it did absolutely total the car. So I'll send you the news article from ABC, and they have some... They have a video and some photos of this. What the heck? Yeah, it's it's funny because like when you look at the photo of the car on the outside, it like it looks a little melted, but it mostly looks fine. And then you skip to either the photo or the part in that video where they show the inside and it's just it's completely melted. There's nothing left of that interior. So this prompted an investigation by the St. Petersburg Fire Rescue just because they wanted to check if like the phone was the actual cause of this fire or not. And they finished their report on September 19th, and they said that they couldn't really determine if the Note 7 was the source of the explosion. But one fire investigator told the Times before that point that the fire appeared to originate in the Jeep Center console which I assume is where the phone was charging, because that's usually where the charger ports are for the drivers. But yeah, like the car was just so destroyed, it was kind of difficult to tell what started it. So pro- it, it probably started the fire, but not 100% certain here. I didn't even know this was a thing. Like I, I thought it was just, you know, like various individual like explosions and failures, but never anything of this level. Yeah, I do not recall this instance at all. I remember back when this was happening in 2016, I remember seeing a lot of the news articles about like, you know, people having it in their pockets and it would like get warm and they toss it on the ground or whatever. But no, I I did not recall this Jeep story at all. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace, 2005 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Rip. Also, all the articles and everything we're talking about are in the show notes. So if anyone wants to go look at the mangled Jeep and and all the other stuff we're going to talk about, you can go do that. So that same day, there's another explosion. (laughs) On September 5th, 2016, this one actually didn't get any press coverage from what I can tell. The main source of this is a Reddit post on the uh, Galaxy Note 7 subreddit. And this Reddit user called Crushader, it's like Crusader, but Crush, they posted that their Note 7 was charging, and then while they were asleep in a hotel room, it exploded. Mm-hmm. The phone, like, charred the side of their bed and the carpet, when they reported it to Samsung, again, according to them, they're the only source of this, but Samsung supposedly told them that they were the first reported case of the Note 7 blowing up in Australia. So, Oh, cool. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, so I will send you the photos they uploaded, and there you go. Let's take a look at these, and... Okay. These seem to be... Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's just like a black stain on the bed from I guess where it was charging. They didn't they weren't charging it on the bed stand, maybe. But yeah. Again, the phone looks the same as all the other reports. Like it just the screen looks like it melted. Yeah, this is really like It's not good. Not great. <laughs> yeah. So 
around this time is when airlines start banning or partially banning this phone from flights. Uh, understandably, you don't want something that's prone to catch on fire in a compressed airplane. Mm-hmm. Correct. So by September 8th, three Australian airlines, including Jetstar and Virgin Australia and Cantus, I don't know how that one's pronounced, but um, mm-hmm. all three of those banned passengers from using or charging the Note 7 during flights. They had to completely power the phones off and not touch them. That same day on September 8th, The U.S. Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, said that it, quote, strongly advises passengers not to turn on or charge these devices on board aircraft and not to stow them in any checked baggage, end quote. So this was the start of all those pre-flight announcements saying, please don't use a Note 7 on this flight that anyone doing air travel in 2016 probably remembers. Yeah. So on September 15th, the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission officially started the recall on the Note 7 in the United States. So, you know, mm-hmm. Samsung had already like started their recall on their end, but when companies do this, they're supposed to work with this federal agency to like coordinate everything. So, right. this is when that started on September 15th. The Product Safety Commission actually gives some helpful data here. So they said by that point, by September 15th, there were around 1 million Note 7 phones that had been sold in the United States. And out of all of those, there were 92 reports of batteries overheating. Okay. So 92 out of a million is like, not what you'd want. Right. But it's not like No, it's not, yeah, not everyone's Note 7 is blowing up. That's a 1 in 100... Uh, is it a hundred thousand? Is it a ten? I don't know. I don't know math. Hold on. I don't know math either. I don't know math. I just graduated with computer science. Hold on. <laughs> That's what the computer's for. The computer does okay. the math. So, I mean, the computer just did the math. Thank you, computer. That's what I was thinking. Okay, so it's Thank like you, a computer. one in ten thousand chance, which actually, to you know what? That is a bigger chance than, than, you, than you'd want. Especially for something entirely avoidable, like just get a different phone. This isn't yeah. like yeah, this isn't like the like I'm taking a risk by driving to work in the morning. Like just get the get a different phone. <laughs> it also explains how they didn't catch it before because what yeah. is it? I was I was wondering that with like all the just the immediate frequency of this happening. Like how was this not caught before? And the answer is usually that like these companies don't have that many tests. They don't have that many test devices. Like at most, they have like a couple hundred people internally testing stuff. That's just like, you're unable to catch it with stuff like that. Yeah. And again, like you don't know, you don't always know what issues crop up when you switch to mass manufacturing. Like that's just, yeah, there's, there's a lot of variables there. Exactly. Now the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission also works with Canada and Mexico with their recalls. So we have a little bit of data from them too. Samsung said that it had sold 22,000 Galaxy Note 7 phones in Canada and 11,500 phones in Mexico. And in Mexico, there were 35 reported cases. That's Less, more. That is more per note than the United States. That definitely is. And I... It, if it was left on a, like this for a longer period of time, it probably would have gotten a lot higher too. Yeah. 
So this is when Samsung starts the first of many software updates to try to mitigate this issue. The first instance of this is that Samsung releases an update for the Korean Galaxy Note 7 that limits the battery to a 60% charge. So their hope is that by not fully charging the battery, it might not blow up on people. Uh-huh. And that same update started rolling out in the United States in November of 2016. But there's some there there's some messy stuff there with like carriers rolling it out and, and the unlocked devices and everything else. So it doesn't quite get to everyone. And then they also throw in other factors that we'll get to in a little bit. Okay. While that's going on, Samsung has finished the first batch of non-explosive Galaxy Note 7 phones. So the first batch of fixed phones went on sale in the United States on September 22nd of 2016, but some stores and carriers didn't get them until October. I, I assume the first batches went to like the people who were waiting for replacements. Samsung tried to make it easy to tell if you had a Note 7 that was explosive or non-explosive. I don't think this was ready when the phones went out because they were rushing this. But Samsung did plan to release a software update for the new Note 7 that changed the battery icon in the status bar to green. Like green meaning your battery's not going to blow up, probably. Okay. They also, around this time, started pushing another software update to the recalled phones that told people to power off and exchange their phones. So like they're like, stop using this. You can go out and get a a, a perfectly non-explosive note 7 now now's the time to give up your your phone okay and did people do that was that like a thing they started to okay um, by september 23rd so a day after the fixed phones arrived in the united states samsung said that half of the recalled note 7s in the u.s had been exchanged okay um so that's that's pretty good that's a pretty good start that's definitely nice. We're going to take a little bit of a detour here because there's some drama around a GTA mod <laughs> around this time. Yeah. So, Evan, I'm sure you're familiar with, with the hit game Grand Theft Auto V. Of course. Big fan. Yeah. What, what about GTA? What about GTA, Evan? Well, as you might know, there are some mods for GTA V. And one person with the username HitmanDeco uploaded a mod for GTA 5 on October 1st. That oh my god, turned... I remember this. <laughs> yeah, I it, remember it, turned, it, it turned the game's pipe bombs into note phones. I'll send you a video of someone playing this mod. It's pretty funny. I, I remember. I was like, what, what is this detour about? Yeah, so this this video I've sent, which is also in the show notes if, if anyone wants to watch, it's just the person playing GTA five going to the gun store and buying a Galaxy yep. Note and they've put a model of the phone. I don't think that's a model of the of the Note uh seven. I think that's like a Note four or something. It looks a little bit different, but it's 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 labeled as the Note Seven, so that's that's the joke. And then they the guy just throws the phone as if it's a bomb and it explodes. Um, it's pretty funny. You have to remotely trigger it. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a pipe bomb. Is it a pipe bomb or is it C four? 
because uh, I don't think pipe bombs have remote explosive, right? Oh, you're right. It is a it is a C4 because it shows I, him like throwing a bunch on the ground and then activating them. Yeah, I I see. I I know how C4 works because I also used C4 in this game exactly like how this guy is using <laughs> C4. Where I just randomly like he, he's doing this right here. He or she or they are doing it right now to like demonstrate how how this mod works. But I just did that for fun. Like that is just how I played the game. Yeah, I mean that's what Grand Theft Auto is for. It's for blowing up other people's cars. But, but yeah, this this was I remember this mod being like a huge deal because it was like pretty funny, and like one of the top comments of it on that video is you can tell this is fake because it doesn't explode in his hand. Now that video I sent you of this demo is the one that kind of went viral. This is like the one that all the news sites picked up on to showcase mm-hmm. the mod, and. The law firm Paul Hastings actually filed a copyright takedown on that video on behalf of Samsung. So for a while, that video was just it was it was not accessible. Now this this all comes from screenshots of emails that that YouTube channel has published. So I don't know if they're one hundred percent real, but like if they looked real in in the images, and that would be a weird thing to fake. And Eventually, YouTube does the right thing and they release the copyright claim because, like, there's no, there's no copyright claim. So that was a fun little little drama that was happening at the same time. Also, at this point is the start of when network carriers in the United States start allowing Note Seven owners to swap their phones for any other phone. So, like, at this point, they're kind of, like, done. They're, like, between the the fixed model coming down and everything else going on, they're kind of like, okay, look, just bring your Note 7 to us. We'll give you anything else. Just, (laughs) we don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think it also makes sense because I don't know if back then carriers were still very much on the whole contract thing. And so a lot of people had to deal with whatever Samsung gave them because they were locked into like a multi-year contract paying for a phone so carriers had to step in for people on those contracts and be like yeah you can just exchange your stuff like right now you have so they had to do that yeah that that, Mm -hmm. that might have been part of it now on october 5th 2016 is when to use mild language stuff hits the fan again for samsung yes so this is when Southwest Airlines flight 994 from Louisville to Baltimore was evacuated while they were still at the airport gate. So the, the plane had not taken off yet because of a smoking Galaxy Note 7. And it was oh, a man. replacement Note 7. This was one oh. of the new ones that was supposed to be safe. Shit. And it's smoking I, on a plane. <laughs> I just cursed again, Corbin. I... How do you expect me not to curse in this episode, Corbin? Like, you, I know, it's not good. This is about but, plane bombs. I think the bigger thing here is this is the, one of the replacement phones. Because one, uh, one of the bits of the story that I forgot about was what happened with the replacements. I don't remember, yes, right? The replacements also were catching on fire. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So this is the first major reported incident of a replacement Note 7 catching on fire. I'm actually going to quote from The Verge's article here. They said, quote, The Verge spoke to Brian Green, owner of the Note 7, on the phone earlier today, and he confirmed that he had picked up the new phone at an AT&T store on September 21st. 
A photograph of the box shows the black square symbol that indicates a replacement Note 7, and Green said it had a green battery icon. Green said that he had powered down the phone as requested by the flight crew and put it in his pocket when it began smoking. He dropped it on the floor of the plane, and a, quote, thick, gray-green, angry smoke, quote, was pouring out of the device. Green's colleague went back onto the plane to retrieve some personal belongings and said that the phone had burned through the carpet and scorched the subfloor of the plane. He said that the phone was around 80% of battery capacity when the incident occurred and that he only used a wireless charger since receiving the device. Quote. I, I cannot believe this because like every time I'm like, it's not that bad. It can't be that bad. It is that bad. I know. Bad. It's bad. Like, it's that bad. It's like, okay, so why is it bad this time? Well, it's bad this time because now, now that Samsung said these were safe, now the person had this phone totally powered off. You know, like everything was done in order to do it. And it almost like, it, it yeah. burned through the carpet of a plane. Like, Yeah, the phone was reportedly off. So like it should not, okay. <laughs> it should not have done that. In that instance, when it should not have done that, like, what is the problem here? Is This has to be the battery, right? Like, it has to yeah. be the battery itself? Yeah, we're going to get to why this all happened later, because Samsung does do, like, a pretty good post-mortem, so to speak, on the, on the Note 7, and they explain why this has happened, but that comes later. No one knows what's going on right now. So, two days later, on October 7th of 2016, there's another explosion. In this case, a replacement Galaxy Note 7 exploded in Taiwan while the phone's owner was walking her dog in a park. Mm -hmm. So, no details except that it was one of the quote-unquote safe phones, and it blew up. So, not good. Not good at all. The next day, there's another explosion. Woohoo, love it. <laughs> yeah, this one is probably the most terrifying, besides maybe the Jeep one, uh, because there's a child involved. 13-year-old Abby Zuis, Z-U-I-S, I'm not sure how that's pronounced, said she felt a, quote, weird burning sensation, quote, in her thumb while holding her Galaxy Note 7 at North Trail Elementary School. Then she threw the phone on the ground, and then a school principal kicked the phone out of the building. <laughs> so yeah so she was just holding the phone and it started like burning so i'll send you a photo of this one mm -hmm. there you go uh let's take a look at this guy and whoa yeah this one this one's in a case and like the case is also melted yeah that's that one's a little weird and it's it's it, it looks like it has two googly eyes. It looks like it. It looks like it's just a <laughs> giant notch burned into the phone. So again, this was another one that was reported by local news. Shout out to ABC Five News. Shout out. So Abby's father Andrew provided ABC Five News with receipts that showed the Note Seven was originally purchased in August, but that they had exchanged it for a safe one on September twenty first. So this was also a safe Note Seven. Okay, so um, that just you know caught on fire <laughs> in a in a kid's pocket. So I'm assuming this is the point in which Samsung is they've exited crisis mode one and they're in crisis mode two. Yeah, they're on they're on DefCon two. 
Yeah. Or and- DEFCON 1. I don't I don't know which which direction the intensity goes. But yeah. That's wild. Yeah, so like they're they were in damage control mode basically from the start, but it's still mm-hmm. really not good and it's getting worse. It is getting worse and their solution to fix it just hasn't worked. No. So, and now it's yeah. it's still blowing up. So that was on October 8th. On October 9th, T-Mobile and AT&T both stopped all sales of the Note 7, including the the fixed one, quote-unquote fixed. Over the next few days, Sprint, Best Buy, and Verizon did the same thing. So everyone who sells the Note 7 is stopping. Like They've all realized, oh no, (laughs) this is still bad. Yeah. And a few days later, on October 11th of 2016... Samsung officially discontinues the Galaxy Note 7. No more replacement units. There's not another batch coming that's supposedly fixed. They're just they're just done. No they're more Note done. 7. They're I mean, just, yeah. They're done. At at this point that's really all you can do, right? Like what else is there? Yeah, yeah, you're going to send out a a second fixed Note 7 that has like a a really green battery icon. It's blue this time. No, you, you can't do it. And also, I, like, at this point, once you've hit this point and it wasn't, like, immediately fixed, like, the reputational damage is done. Like, they, they can't really make a phone called the Note 7 anymore. Um, even yeah. if they changed and, the name and did some other stuff, you know, they had to... There's no way they can sell a Note 7 anymore. So, they discontinued the Note 7 on October 11th. On October 13th, the United States Consumer Product Safety Division officially starts the recall process for the second Note 7. Mm-hmm. So this is this is when that gets into high gear. And again, we get some really great data because this is a, you know, reporting agency that shares as much information as possible to help people. Right. And they said by that point on October 13th, there were 96 reports of Note 7 battery issues in the U.S. So that was 23 new reports since the original recall. Not a huge uptick, but still not good. Mm-hmm. And also, by that point, Samsung had received 13 reports of burns and 47 reports of property damage associated with Note 7 phones. Again, no deaths or, like, really horrific injury, at least as far as I can tell. There were definitely no deaths. I think if someone died from a Note 7, there would have been some amount of news coverage about that. So that second recall process has started, and... That's where we're going to leave it for this segment. And we're going to come back for part three soon. We're going to talk about Samsung trying to get the rest of those Note 7s back. We're going to talk about some more of the software updates they pushed out to really try to get the last of those Note 7s back. And we're going to talk about how Samsung like kind of made another Note 7, sort of. Evan, you want to you wanna plug anything? As we wrap up? Yeah, follow me on Twitter. That's it. Follow me on Twitter. Follow your boy. What's your What's your Twitter, Evan? Evan Extreme, of course. You should know of this course. already, though. Yeah, That's... you should, you know, it, you should have listened to the first part before this. And yeah. if you did, you would have already followed Evan because that was mandatory. It's true. That's how we measure engagement on podcasts. Little known fact. Yeah, also, um, for sure, use uh, go to uh, Raid Shadow Legends, use promo code EVAN. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Raid Shadow Legends for sponsoring me. 
No, this is a podcast, so our sponsor is HelloFresh or... Squarespace. Yeah, or Squarespace, yeah. I I used to have an an old podcast where the joke is that I would just procedurally, like, threaten Squarespace more and more to sponsor me. Um, (laughs) They never did. Uh, I can't believe it. Understandable, I get it. Use code FLAMINGPHONE to get 10% off your next purchase. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly.